today we're at Kindred Home Supply. Um, I'm your host, Sheldon, and uh, today we're at this beautiful spot, a refillery, as well as so many other things. It's, so it's going to be a great, exciting episode. Anyways, got Jeremiah over here. How you doing? I'm Jeremiah Lehman, uh, Captain Jeremiah today. We are approaching Halloween, but we're two days out, and we're really excited to be here. Over on my left, anchoring it. Hi, I'm, I'm Johnny. It's nice to meet you. Harry Johnny. That's what we'll call you today. <laughs> I'm really excited to be here at Kindred. Uh, it's it's going to be an amazing time, and we want to let you guys kind of introduce yourselves and also introduce the shop, what you guys do, um, what it's about, and stuff like that. So we'll start over here with Kate. Oh, me, hardly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> while I was Kindred's first employee, like I don't know that I can speak to it quite so well as boss lady, but I mean, if you want to introduce it, like... I'll roll. All right. Um, so I'm Alex, and I started Kindred Homestead Supply just over a year ago. Um, it was a crazy freaking time to start a business, <laughs> but uh, there's never really a time that you're ready for it, so I just kind of went for it. Uh, Kindred is really about a lot of things. It's about, you know, teaching people to live low waste and making it beautiful and attainable. I think that there's often this idea that living sustainably has to be expensive and you should just throw everything away and um, start all new. And that is totally the antithesis of being eco-friendly. Um, so I wanted to make it approachable. I wanted to make it beautiful. And I wanted to really bring people together. I think we live in a time where obviously we're so divided and I wanted to really be the portal to the work that people need to do to recognize that we are more alike than not. And um, I think we all really in a lot of ways want the same thing. And I think that that really starts with building a strong community. Um, so yeah, here we are doing the thing. I love that. I love that. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I am Molly. I'm Kindred's newest employee. Um, this happy to be here, you know? Uh, I always really wanted to work downtown and kind of living the dream right now, right in the heart of the community. I mean, I love all the events and outreach and stuff that we do from working at Kindred, and I think it's kind of my favorite part about my job. Fit the bill. You do really well. Yeah. <laughs> my name's Emily. I'm the social media manager, and I do also some of the events and things that Molly was saying. And I agree, like I, I was born and raised here, but I haven't really felt that sense of community until working in downtown and being here every day and seeing the regulars and knowing the other business uh, owners and stuff like that. So I really, yeah, I really enjoy working here. That's super cool. I love that. And it's, <coughs> it's really exciting. You, your guys' space here is incredible. You got an upstairs, you got a downstairs, you got a plant space, you got an outside space. Um, if you haven't been to Kindred yet, uh, definitely come and check it out because it's incredible. It's like one of the, I'd say one of the best spaces in Vancouver as far as What an goes. upgrade too, because when you guys originally started over there, that spot was uh, not meant for you guys. And it was crazy to see you guys move across the street so shortly after moving in there and then just knocking it out of the park with this spot too. This is a huge space. I was like, how are they going to, and look at it now. I mean, it's, I'm just amazed at the yeah. transformation. Yeah really great talk a little bit about the the you know starting in that small space because you guys were kind of underground literally, literally, literally we were underground yeah, yeah. <laughs> um you know i again it was a crazy time to start a business mm -hmm. and i was looking for uh retail spaces not because i was really ready to do it i just needed more concrete numbers sure what's it going to cost me every month what's the utility bill going to look like you know what kind of fixtures am i going to need etc cetera, etc cetera. 
had a really hard time finding places. I mean, that I think spoke a lot to how well Vancouver businesses were adapting to COVID and that there weren't a lot of vacancies. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was definitely happy about that. Um, so I just started cold calling, honestly, and started trying to think outside the box. So I started looking at like upstairs office buildings mm -hmm. and just sort of like weird spaces that you maybe wouldn't think a retail store would be. Um, and came across that space. It was actually really cool for a basement. Like it had that super cool entrance, the double glass doors. <coughs> there was quite a bit of light coming in. I was really familiar with Brood mm -hmm. having lived here for, um, you know, almost 10 years. Mm -hmm. So I it was like a neighborhood spot that I was familiar with and I just kind of had to get started. Right. Yeah, it was sure. like, it's maybe not the perfect space. I, I know I won't be here forever, but I need to just show Vancouver what I've got and what I'm here for and what I'm doing and then trust the process and trust that it'll happen. And it's not like you failed over there at no. all, right? You, I mean, you took off, you got a lot of attention. I mean, people were wondering what's going on down these yeah. crazy little stairs mm -hmm. down there. And I love a weird, funky space, sure. right? Like I love attics, attic tea shops and yeah. like basement apothecary. Like it had that total vibe. Yeah. So what was interesting is I thought that I had sort of pigeonholed myself because I knew that anytime I moved, it had to be an equally special space, mm -hmm. right? And so like that space felt really, it wasn't like a dark and dingy basement. It felt really magical. The exposed brick, the old historic building. It's mm -hmm. like the only cast iron building in Vancouver, like mm -hmm. all these different things. And people would comment on how it feels like a literal hidden gem, right? Mm -hmm. Like I've discovered this thing that I didn't know was here. And so I knew I couldn't move to just any space. And, you know, we are really close to Halloween and I celebrate it as Samhain. So mm -hmm. speaking of spooky, I was approached three months into being in that space by the broker for this building. Hmm. And she asked me to come and join the Showfield block. Um, you know, knowing that what we were doing was really locally minded and focused, they were trying to curate a business, you know, a block that was full of businesses that were doing that. And Mary Schofield was actually one of the very first like women entrepreneurs of Vancouver. Wow. And we definitely That's like fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Like we <laughs> definitely feel her presence here. Like there are, if you're here late at night, we might even hear some of it tonight. There's like footsteps that people have heard upstairs and if you're down in the basement, like, yeah, like there's some, if there's, I don't, I definitely don't feel like she has any, like, there's no like malicious. Well, if anything, or anything, you're taking like the that. mantle, right? Exactly. <clears throat> so, like she yeah. very much, you know, after her husband died, she very much like took up their businesses, which were in this building, mm -hmm. a mercantile type thing where people came and got their goods. And, um, yeah, she had to work her ass off to make it happen. So there's definitely okay. like. There's there's some kismet there, I think. Some pieces of her left behind, which 100%. is 100%. Which obviously we're all dressed up because it's our spooky Halloween episode. So maybe we'll maybe she'll have a you know have a say in the podcast. Oh, she's so. welcome. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, so let's start with the foundation because you do a lot here. You've got this great space. You've managed to fill it out. You've filled it up with great employees, right? And you do a lot. It's going to take us a while to parse through it all. Right? <laughs> <clears throat> so let's just start with, I guess, some of the, the, the basic tenets of what you do, the sustainability aspect, the refillery. Tell us, some, tell us a little bit about that. That seems to be a guiding ethic mm -hmm. behind how you have created this business. Um, what kind of details do you have behind that? And uh, what, what motivated you to set it up that way? 
Yeah, so a refillery, for a lot of people aren't familiar with that term yet, at least in the States. So it's basically a bring your own container or use a container that's provided here. It's a fill by the ounce um, system. So you can come and fill up on basic essentials like shampoo and conditioner and you know cleaners for your home. We also have ingredients. So if you wanna make your own cleaners, your own like gifts, candles, bath soaks, that sort of thing, it's all, we've tried to, to make sure that there's a good variety of ingredients that you can purchase from us. Um, everything is, you know, good ingredients and good for you, good for the planet. Very um, cool. All the ready-made retail stuff because you get two, well, you have two extremes, right? You get a lot of folks who, who don't want to make anything because it's just too much work mm -hmm. and they are very, you know, conditioned to, I go to Ulta or Fred Meyer or wherever and I buy my stuff and I bring it home and then I throw that model away and that's just that's what we do, right? That's the norm. Mm -hmm. Then you have other folks who are living on the total opposite of the spectrum, which are like, I make everything from scratch. Sure. I make my own laundry detergent. Like I raise animals and I butcher them myself and like all of that sure, stuff, right? Yeah. Like, so you kind of have these two extremes and there's a lot of people who fit in between that. And so I wanted to try to meet folks where they were at. Mm -hmm. I think that in the sustainability wow. world, there's a lot of shaming yeah. about like what it should look like or how you should do it. And yeah. you know, if you don't make all your own stuff, mm -hmm. then you're somehow failing at it, you know, or whatever. So, um, all of those things kind of exist within that refillery mindset. And then all the ready-made retail items that I've brought in are, I like to call it low waste and not zero waste. Cause again, no shame. You just do what you can with what you have. So, um, most things are recyclable, biodegradable, compostable at the end of their life, and mm -hmm. there's very little, if any, trash left behind at all. I love that too because it, it makes it accessible, especially living yeah. and working here in downtown Vancouver. There's not many options like that. We mm -hmm. have you know grocery stores and stuff, um, but there's there's nothing that's that kind of like you said refill the refillery. There's no um, option for us to do stuff like that. Where it's well, meeting people where they are. So you're yeah, allowing different entry levels, right? Yeah. yeah. For people to try to do a better job mm -hmm. with simple household products. Yeah. I mean, laundry detergents, uh, dish soap, you know, just personal hygiene things. You guys kind of run the gamut and things that a normal household runs through in, a, in an average mm -hmm. week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's a little piece of like the country in the city, which I like a lot. Where yeah. it's and like, the decor really, really lends itself to Homestead. This place is very <laughs> alive. Yeah, I it's in the it. name, I suppose. Too. Yeah. Well, and that was part of the point. I mean, it is a long name. So from a, like a marketing standpoint, <laughs> it's not the greatest thing, but I wanted people to understand, you know, this is what sort of it encompasses cool. without having to come inside. Cool. I also think it's worth mentioning that there is a sort of privilege that is often attached to the idea of sustainable living that mm -hmm. there's, you can, you know, it's only available to those in a certain like socioeconomic status. And sure. by presenting it in a fill by the ounce method, you allow people to use ingredients and products that are good for them and good for the environment without having to like spend their entire paycheck on it. Mm. Right? Like using good products, even buying them from Fred Meyer can be, can wrap up really quickly. Mm -hmm. So it's nice for folks to be able to come in here and say, you know, I have $3, I need a lotion and I can sell you, you know, organic shea butter in exactly how much you have to your name that is within your means with, and you can use that good product cool. and not feel like it's out of your reach um, because of your socioeconomic status. And that was really important to me too, to make it accessible. Very cool. Where awesome. did you get the inspiration to want to really make a business out of this? Oh, wow. Um, 
Well, it's being done in other places, right? Sure. There are other a lot countries. of places, yeah, other overseas, it's very common. Downtown Vancouver. Downtown Vancouver. I mean, I heard a lot you should do this in Portland. <laughs> right? I heard a lot of that. There's there's more money, sure. it's more established, whatever. Um, Take that, Portland. <laughs> yeah, you know, I love Portland. I've li I've lived up here Heck for you. almost 11 here. years. Um, and I originally lived in Portland. That was the intention, was to go there. My husband now is from Camas, and so we were drawn up to Vancouver to be closer to his parents. And I have really fallen in love with Vancouver mm. over the last, like, five or six years. Like, brood, mm -hmm. the family vibe, like grandma working in the kitchen and all the cousins and all the friends and like people who aren't even employees on the clock like holding the door open going out to carry the stuff in like i remember when i was younger and that community vibe i worked in a mall of all places yeah but the mall has this sense of community right if you've ever worked retail mm -hmm. or worked in a mall environment like that everybody knows everybody mm -hmm. you know the people in the food court you know that like i wanted that and that's great. That's and awesome. I think there's a sense of community in the sustainability world, but it's so virtual, mm -hmm. right? Like, and that, and I, I mean, of course, COVID taught us that, right? Like, that is just not a way to be connected. Truly, it came, my mom died. And okay. when my mom died, I was, like, totally lost. I have no mm. family up here. My siblings aren't here. I had no one. And I was like, where are my people? Like, where do I find those people? And where does mm. that even begin? And I started to find pieces of that in people who shared my ideals. Mm. Um, so that was kind of the beginning. I love that. If you certainly, your gravity, <clears throat> excuse me, Turned or at least the people around you. <laughs> your gravity has led you to the right location. You must have had the treasure map. Uh. Nailed it. That's <laughs> good. Good recovery. I no, wanted no. to ask a little bit, I'm sorry, go ahead, you're finishing No, it's your, it's your turn. I wanted to ask a little bit about how, like, you know, you are very involved in the community, and that started, you started doing these events just all the time, the flea market and all this stuff that you're just, I mean, what, we've got your anniversary coming up here soon, and all this right. stuff that you're just, hey, tomorrow, yeah? Tomorrow. Holy oh. shit, all right, tomorrow, <laughs> anniversary, um, but that's so much with already getting to this new space and adding so it had to be a lot how are you managing to do all of this this these these are the key pieces okay i knew they were going to come in somewhere in here. i already knew they were but um like the flea market that's just taken off that has been so much fun i've been working most of them so i haven't been able to get over there and stop in but just looking over and seeing the liveliness and seeing the vancouver's and just i don't know like it it really does bring that really cool, mm. like imagine driving through just Vancouver and being like, what's there to do here? And then, oh my God, there's a pop-up flea market in the middle. Right. How <laughs> cool is that? Like that is... It's it's creating community is what it is. It's and that's kind of very important. I mean, Kate, just for those of the uninitiated, do you want to recap what the flea market situation's like? Yeah, right? so once a month on the first Saturday of every month, we hosted a flea market in our alley over here. Um, it's a parking lot, day to day. Um, <laughs> but it was something that, like, Alex, I knew it was kind of always like a dream because she was always talking about it, like, even in our basement days. And she's like, what if we did this? She's always looking for new ways to, like, make the thing happen. That She's like, what if we did this? Um, the flea market turned into that. It took off. It was really great. Um, it was really cool to see how people quickly rallied around the idea. Like, all you have to do is create the space to say, like, 
we're going to do the thing. Mm -hmm. And I find that's happening, happening time and again with Kindred. And it's really cool to be a part of. So it happened that. with the flea market and it turned into way more than people just selling like cool vintage stuff or beautiful soaps that they make. Like it turned, like there was live music and then we were able to host scratch breakfast, cool. which is like another rad pop up that like, we're so happy to be able to have that space for people. Yeah. And it, it kind of feels like you're always setting up for a really big party, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> so like, you know, this thing is going to be fun and like you have those moments yeah. of like intensity and like stress and logistics and like, how are we going to pull this off? And like, how do we clean up before mom and dad get home? And like, <laughs> like, you know, but it was, it's just been super cool. And like, as a person who's like been around town for a while, it's been really cool to see that not only do um, people, creative people like still exist in this town, they're still willing to like roll up their sleeves and like mm -hmm. get shit done to do something really cool. Yeah. So. And it's I mean, almost like a, if you build it, they will come. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's an abuse. Very it's much. Abuse so. tourism, but, yeah, very much. But in the wake of that, like we've seen amazing art come up, like murals, this, this space starts getting used. And it's almost like that energy is infectious, and mm -hmm. people are just like, true. "This is a cool, this is a cool vibe over here. This is a cool hand. People just want to add to that and contribute." You plant yeah. a seed, it will grow, man. Yeah. You're starting to build that community there. That's what it That's is. Life yeah. finds a way, yeah. or life creates more life, and I, I, I think yeah. we found that, especially down here yes. in the arts district. And I mean, if you were here, I mean, Sheldon, you've been here for a long time at, at Brood and stuff, and you've seen. The ebbs and flows of like it going from a ghost town to like it becoming. Because some of my neighbors not liking so much. You know, yeah. I don't speak yeah, names yeah. on names, but then having people like local boys have too. Mm -hmm. Kindred Home Supply. Yeah. I mean, Taunters, uh, like some of these great Nanavo, look, yeah. you know, all these places have come in since I've started working here. Yeah. And these places make this much more desirable spot to come yeah. down to. And shout out to the Downtown Vancouver Association too for- Michael yeah. with the VDA. Yeah. 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 Michael Walker. <laughs> he's, he's, I mean, he's always walking around with a suit on down here and yeah. checking stuff out. He's, yeah. he's always got he's plans. The yeah. He's the walker, he really is. Yeah. So, well, and again, Michael like exposing, walker. you know, that coming back to the whole idea of creating space where people can discover that we are more alike than we are different. Yep. Yep. The, our last flea, we had the opportunity mm -hmm. to host some indigenous dancers. Cool. And that was something, I mean, I grew up in, you know, California and then mm -hmm. Santa Fe, like New Mexico and Tucson, Arizona. So like, you see that a lot. That's a part of my upbringing. Mm -hmm. um, my dad always wanted us to be exposed to that part of our culture and our heritage. Mm -hmm. And it was, I witnessed people seeing it for the first time which is it was really special That's awesome. like literally That's everyone stopped in their tracks to watch these performers and it was beautiful awesome. and it is about bringing like awareness to the people who were here mm -hmm. before us mm -hmm. right and acknowledging mm -hmm. them and their culture and the fact that they've been erased True. right and and giving them some space to exist in this space that I we all just need to be together in. yeah yeah, and the fact that we're sharing this space with them, and I think people coming from, you know, up north and stuff like that come to Vancouver thinking, well, there's restaurants to go to down there, there's coffee shops to go to down there, but now it's it seems like it's blooming into something huge and something bigger, um, and even like this, you know, the mural on the wall right here, you know, it, 
beautiful, beautiful mural, you know. Very significant in its implication. Yeah, yeah and yeah. very significant and stuff. So if you're if you're ever down, you just drive around, look at the new murals yeah. on the mm -hmm. walls and like just the meeting behind them and stuff like that. It's just it's so great. But um, I really appreciate and I think like we we interview obviously a lot of people you know, with We're Vancouver podcast and stuff like that. But some people are just entrepreneurs and just have a vision for what Vancouver is or what it should be um, and what its potential is. And you definitely have that vision. Indeed. You guys definitely have that vision. And it's, it's helping, you know, Vancouver become what it's supposed to be. And the speed know. with which you've acted behind it. Yeah. Executed on that yeah. is, is yeah. pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. That's, probably that's, that's, that's a, a good bit. point. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit scary. It's probably... Well, should we take a break and uh, see what's going on on the table here? Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, I've been sipping, but yeah. Yeah. We just well, it's a point of uh, mention for each episode as we're trying something something new mm -hmm. down here. So mm -hmm. what, what do we got? I do. You know, I can't remember if we had tried this before, but we have the uh, Bruja from Lewitt, and this is the, I'm not trying to get in front of the mic. This is the Mexican style lager from there. Um, it's really. Believe we've already tried this one before on one of our last podcasts. To be yeah. to be stale, boys. I'm sorry, but uh, <laughs> well, we want to show the can too, and it's got a spooky time vibe Andre. about it. And look at this; it's like it's got the Halloween vibe to it almost. Uh, it, it does. does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. And, it's, and like Kate said, shout out to Andre for the amazing art. Andre, we love you. Uh, he's going to be on the podcast at some point. I Good, imagine. you should. Indeed, indeed. He's amazing. It's like if you spend time at any bar in this town, you know that there's like countless napkins with skulls drawn on them, and they're all Andre. <laughs> yeah, that's so like exactly it's right. so great that he like his art finally gets to be like on a thing that I can drink. So mm -hmm. shouts to you, dude. Yeah. And Mexican this is your first style time trying it. So right. actually, it's it's a new for Kate, and right. so actually Kate. I want her input on. Uh, You've heard us talk about this beer. Well, I mean, like I'm no. No Cicerone, but uh, any Mexican lager is generally delicious, crushable, um, perfect on a sunny day when it's super cold. This is great, too. It's honestly kind of an anytime beer. Mm-hmm. Lime or lime? Um, well, I mean, that's that's a contested debate, sir. I'm just a personal um, question. I'm not... I don't need a lime with this one. There you go. You need a lime with Tecate, you need a lime with other things. Definitely. This already gives it. me a little bit of the citrus, so I don't think I need a yeah. lime with it. It's got, it's, Thanks, it's pretty guys. unique and it's, yeah. Well, and shouts to, to admit, Kevin and Tom, too. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, yeah, no, absolutely. Shouts to Louis. Congrats on nine years. Yeah, yeah. We were, that was our last month's episode. We love those guys. Love you, Louis. Love um, you, Louis. I have to confess, I've been hiding out back here with uh, uh, Grains of Wrath Dystopia. Oh, you It's fresh off season. <laughs> Well, I had to bring it from across the street, you know, and uh, and I'll gladly get all of you smuggling booty over there. Um, but it is fresh hop season here in the Pacific Northwest. One of the first things I learned when I moved here from Louisiana was that uh, beer has incredible taste profiles. When you have ninety percent of the domestic hops grown within you know a couple yep. hundred miles yeah. of it, um, so this is. Gonna be like a once a season with the fresh hops. Of course, it's just representative of what they were able to harvest then. And uh, this is delicious. Grains of Wrath is out of Camas. And if you want some, I will happily direct you uh, oh, is that to the some Camas later. paper mill. Yes, okay. yes, it is. Camas and it's paper called mill. Dystopia because it's kind of a shut down paper mill right now. I yeah. think it still runs. It's got at the like skull on it, so it still fits with the. I could be wrong about that. Vibe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And cool. uh, on the bloodier side of things, uh, yeah. ladies, what do you got? So I went over to Niche. Um, ah. I love Leah over at Niche, Ooh, so shout fantastic. out to her. Absolutely. Uh, she is another total boss bitch. And um, yeah, I love her. I'm part of their wine club. Honestly, I don't know too much about wine. I know that I like it. And, uh, <laughs> I know that I like it and I primarily like red. So typically I just go over there and I'm like, here's what I'm having for dinner. What kind of bottle of wine should I get? And then every month I get like a collection of three and I can tell her, Oh, I liked this one. This one was a little too plummy for me or whatever. Sure. And then she kind of like adjusts what she gives me based on that. Oh, you're going to straight a personalized profile for you. Totally worth it. You get to pick, pick your price point. You get three <laughs> bottles of wine a month. Highly recommend. Okay. She is awesome. And that's, that's right next to Kiggins, right? Right next to Kiggins. Yeah. Um, she might be getting ready to do something different and oh. maybe move down here. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, very much looking forward to that. I um, love the rumor mill. I love that. Yeah. We hear a lot of those. Always stuff. Turning. It's always turning. Like this one? What do yeah. you think? Always it is really Just uh, I like it. I feel like sometimes reds are a little like, you take like the first sip and it kind of like punches yeah. you in the face. But oh. this is. She literally went there and was like, we're filming a podcast. It might be like kind of a stormy October day. Pick us a wine. And then she... Yeah. So this is a red blend. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask. It's a red blend. Yeah. Okay. It's a red blend. Looks it's uh, Italian. Yep. Italian. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's pretty smooth. It's not too tanniny. I don't like a very tanniny red wine tanniny. either. You yeah. should try it, Sheldon, even though you don't yeah. like wine. You yeah. Pour me a little bit of that, too. Just a little too. bit. Right. Just a little skosh. Kate? Would you uh, do that on us? Indeed, indeed. If there's enough glass, unless you want We have more glasses in the back. Okay, cool. Yeah. What do you find as, as far as uh, other local business owners and stuff? Talk about the community of business owners and how that's been um, for you guys. Has, have you found a lot of support and a lot of, like, um, I guess, kindred ship? Uh, kindred spirits? Kindred spirits. Yay! Yeah. 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 We've we shouted out a lot of people so far. Uh, yeah, Kate's. I think you've worked everywhere in Vancouver. I mean, I joke that I like literally worked my way down Main Street over the better part of a decade. <laughs> um, I have had the privilege of like I've always kind of worked at independent places, mm -hmm. and I've been in the Vancouver area for I don't know, well over a decade. I love I'm, it. I'm like the old surly, like get off my lawn kind of townie, <laughs> but like it has been very cool to continue to be a part of. Vancouver and how mm -hmm. it continues to iterate itself and how you see people have their different opinions about like what it's turning into and what it could be and what, sure. you know, it's, I don't know, I'm just kind of sit back I and pop that. some popcorn and see what happens. That's amazing because yeah. you, you've seen it like change. Yeah. You've seen it evolve and stuff and into what it is now and where it's evolving now. So what, what, how about, talk about business owners. Have you, have you been working a lot with business owners? Have you found a lot of like Obviously, you have to with doing the flea market and stuff, but talk a little bit well, about the, the new plants that have come in here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to Matt and Kim. So Matt and Kim, actually, funny story, were some of my first regular customers, okay. as was Molly. Okay. okay. Um, and so they, yeah, they decided to do the, the plant shop thing uh, just this year, I think. Cool. And so, yeah, they've been rad to work with. Um, and yeah, tons of other local businesses. Like, 
the great thing about the flea market is, you know, when I when I did vintage resale, there's not a lot of people who want to give you a start, right? Like sure. you want to have a booth somewhere, you want to go to like Portland Flea or something like that. Like they want you to have an Instagram following. Mm -hmm. It's like several hundred sure. dollars to get a booth. Sure. You have to have like, you know, it's like getting out of college and somebody being like, I want you to have a master's degree and five years experience. Yeah. Like, who the fuck's going to give me yeah. that? <laughs> so exactly. yeah, it's, you know, you have to start somewhere <laughs> and nobody wants to be the place where you make a bunch of mistakes because you're learning something for the mm -hmm. first time. And it's like, you know, let's just do away with all that shit. Let's just mm -hmm. decide that we're all just regular human beings stumbling through the planet, trying mm -hmm. to do the best we can for the most part. Shit, right. Yeah. Some people are shit, but yeah. not everybody. And like, let's just be able to have honest conversations. That's like, awesome. So let's just say that we're willing to work on it, that we're not perfect. And we're willing to work on it. So anyway, sure. yes. well, that level of honesty, I'm sure affords you, instant trust with a group of potential customers, uh, collaborators, people who are just like, sure, yeah. Pretty easy to find This broad don't fuck around. Like this yeah. is a, you know, and, and we've alluded to Straight to, shooter. Yeah, several yeah. times, but the, gosh, the amount that you have managed to do in such a short time, and in a very specific short time, we've it's worked true. with a lot of people and interviewed folks that have talked about COVID and how it's it is. I mean, you. I think you use a lot of that to your advantage. You had your online following at least ready in the wings. I don't know. I should speak more to the social media director here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I feel like it's a what we start at. You know. A th couple thousand I think mm -hmm. when we first started and then when we were in the basement we hit 2,000 and now we're almost at 4,000 we've wow. almost doubled Big growth. and yes. like since we've moved in here so I think that just shows like the momentum that we have and our yeah how much we, we <laughs> have, have to offer down here yeah you're well liked which yeah. is awesome so we're how, how do we find you on social media if, if we're looking for you so we are on Instagram Facebook TikTok and nice. Pinterest, um, it's it's just kindred.homestead.supply or kindred home, homestead supply. So cool. Yeah, pretty pretty easy to find. We have the same like black. So add them on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Just we have a viral video. <laughs> That's only because of Emily, because I am too fucking old. What's that? <laughs> we I like when we were in the old space. I posted like a how. Refillery 101, mm -hmm. and it got like 24,000 likes. Ooh! <laughs> like this. A few people have come in because it's been on their For You page. That's great. Like, Love it. I'm going to look for it. Emily That's awesome. Loves, That's like, awesome. Whenever somebody comes in, and TikTok. like they're like, I saw you online, I'll be like, I'll just look at Emily, and she'll be like... <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's like the biggest part, especially because of COVID, right? You, you're yeah. not really... People are spending more time on the internet, and... Yep. So using that platform to our advantage is, is really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I think a lot of it too on social media, there's so much education to be had when it comes to sustainability stuff, right? Like okay. how do I compost? Sure. How do I like DIY my own, you know, mm -hmm. Halloween costume? Like all these things. And I think that we, we like to use that platform as a tool for education because I could literally have a customer who's come in here for the first time and talk to them for 45 minutes about all the things they need to know, but how much of that are they going to actually retain? And mm -hmm. apply, yeah. And yeah, apply. Yeah. So it's nice to have a spot where we can refer to them, like, hey, if you want to figure out how to wash your wool dish drying mat when you're yeah. ready for that, you can go to our Instagram and cool. we've done like a whole reel on it. Very so cool. it's there. Very, that's, very like the, that's the main point of our reels is to like show you how to change the blade on your stainless steel razor and 
how to take the hand off of your beech wood dish brush. Sure. Um, and so we get those questions, and it's you know it's it's available for us to just send them that way. Yeah. To give them a visual on how to do it. That's awesome. Because you also do in-house classes mm -hmm. and, and other kind of activities like that as well, right? Yeah. yeah. So I actually have a question about that. And this was reflected. We, we talked about, okay, we talked to Tim over here. Molly, with your pottery, are you going to be doing anything with that up in here in Kindred? Hey. Ah, yeah, she wasn't ready for that. <laughs> oh, shoot, um, sorry. That's okay. Um... Yeah, I thought about it. I mean, Alex is a super awesome boss. Is basically like, if I wanted to retail here, I could. Mm -hmm. um, you're talking about like classes, like teaching things. Classes and or just your own craftsmanship itself. Well, back up. Introduce us to your pottery. <laughs> super ceramics. Oh. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been doing pottery for probably like four-ish years now. I kind of started when I was in college at Clark. Shout out to Clark College Ceramics. <laughs> um, her, it's a really good program, actually. It really is. Honestly, if you're ever just like thinking about taking a class down there, it's definitely worth it. They have a really awesome studio space, really awesome teachers, cool, cool like lab time and those kind of things. Um, also, the Marshall Center does a pottery class. Um, cool. A little bit more affordable. Right. Shout out to Marshall Center, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great people in there. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, but the, that's how you kind of came to connect with the collective space that we have. Yes. Because um, we have that pivoting. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so, below Kindred is our artist collective, which is basically, I mean, artist is kind of a blanket term for like any people that are creative or like mm -hmm. have something that they want to do collectively in the community. Um, people I did, doing things. People doing things doing together. Doing <laughs> And I've been kind of involved in those for a really long time. And in, I feel like COVID kind of hit hard of like how important those spaces are of like going to a place where you just forget about your life for a couple hours and just make a mug or throw a bowl, you know? Um, cool. But yeah. Very so cool. the answer is maybe. We're still working, <laughs> yeah. still working yeah, yeah. on it with Molly. And maybe that was a bit of a, you know. I'm intrigued. I, I feel like you weren't ready for that. I'm sorry. but I, I feel just, like for me, it's like, know, you know? it is something that I enjoy doing. It's mm -hmm. also like, I work full time. Yeah. And you, it's sometimes you don't want to take the passion of something that you really enjoy doing because yeah. you enjoy doing it so much. For me, I love playing video games. And that's, I'm a nerd, all right? But, <laughs> I love it. And taking it to this aspect of maybe I can make a, a streaming career out of this and stuff. And, I don't yeah. want to do that because it would take the passion out of it for me. So I get that to a degree. I, yeah. I completely get that, you know. She has been slicing oranges for about two weeks for her Garland class. Well, so okay. So what kind of what's an average? Uh, first of all, I presume you could find your class listings mm -hmm. with the social media uh, access um, that you've talked about. Yes. But what are, what kind of cool things do y'all do on a regular basis? Like on the regular? Or <laughs> <laughs> As a class? No, just every. Oh God, can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, that would make our drop. I mean, sure. Let's throw it out there. No, no, no. How no. Do we arrange furniture. No, <laughs> just come to our shop every single day. <laughs> They're experts at everything, so just come here and everything. <laughs> Honestly, that's, that's like not very You didn't know how to project. milk a cow? They'll teach you how to milk a cow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ride a motorcycle. Raise chickens, you know. So, yeah, let's... Install <laughs> railings, you know. What do you got... So, what's... Uh, before we, we wrap it up, I think we're, we're about at the... Actually, let's get you guys... Can we show... Let's show can our we producers. Get our producers in? Yeah. 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 Y
Please come I'll forward. show these costumes. Mark, what, tell, tell us a little bit about what you are. Just shake I'm, uh, it, shake it. I'm uh, Little Ricky, the uh, from across the street. Okay, so I'm, I'm uh, little, the, tattoo? Yeah, the tattoo artist from uh, when, he was in, when he was in high school. I'm, I'm Baby Ricky. So, uh, <laughs> I think we need a photo. You should ask. Him. Yeah, oh. and then we got Bob's Burgers. We right? got uh, Bob from Bob's Burgers. What's yeah. the order of the day? Uh, Your special. Oh, oh. Uh, I'm trying to think of something with kindred in it. Uh, it's, have my spatula. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Come back. Come back to the. the you need your accoutrement. Cut it in post. Yeah. Uh, so what's what's in the future for for kindred? What what are we doing here? <clears throat> God. What do you, what do you have planned? Yeah. What's next? not in the future? That. And also, well, let that. me let me yes. pair that with this question too, because I want to know this before we kind of uh, close out. Um, tell us, give us the elevator pitch of what kindred is. Um, so if people out there are watching this, they're like, oh, I, I should stop into that shop. Um, give us the elevator. Obviously, Christmas is coming up. There's so many ideas in here and stuff like that. So and also, what, where are you guys going? To the top, man. To the top. I love it. I love it. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I think that the the whole mission statement really for Kindred is to provide a communal space that makes living sustainably beautiful, affordable, and inclusive. Cool. I love it. Excellent. I love it. That's perfect. And there it is. And so you could come here to get what? If people want to come in here, obviously you have plants they can see from behind you. Yeah. What else? Just give us a, a little bit about what else you have. So much. Yeah. I mean, I like to say home and personal care products. Okay. So yeah. shampoo, when you think about personal care, you know, shampoo, conditioner, body wash, soaps, bath bombs, lotions. Um, home care would be like glass cleaner, all-purpose cleaner, laundry detergents, dishwasher pods, dryer balls. Um, we have some things that are superfluous yeah. uh, robes that are made of you know uh, dead stock materials cool. and body wraps that mm -hmm. are great for heating in the winter when you feel like it's never going to be warm again because uh, that time is coming sure and uh, you know plants obviously we have lots of great yeah. books but everything is chosen with intention for sure, sure. Um, there is a theme that goes it does yes. not look like a hodgepodge of just kind of disconnected things that you have for sale to take up space in here, right? But there's right. so much stuff. There's, there's a through line. There's there. something for everyone. Like there is. A shaving if, if you are looking for that difficult uncle or aunt to get a gift for, one stop Christmas shop. This right is here, this is fantastic, and I'm a lazy <laughs> gift shopper, and but I'm also like just I feel guilty if I don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? yeah you you just know, I'm not just I don't order from yeah. Amazon. Yeah. This is a go to to spend. I love it. 100 bucks and take care of people in a personal and unique way. Yeah. And, and support you're, something you're with great intent. We, we'll wrap it for you. We have a wrapping station that's going to happen in December. Yeah. It's yeah. done. You're done. So stop. This is and you yeah. might even end up on TikTok. Shop. <laughs> yes. We're going um, to host some wrapping workshops, essentially. Hey. Um, Kate and I had so much fun last year wrapping people's gifts. We have. Like, I had fun wrapping. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> she was my little Christmas elf. Even Alex's family's gifts. 100% true. <laughs> I was the uh, Yeah. So we'll have like dried citrus peels and oranges. Um, you know, 
upcycled maps and old vintage patterns, oh, cool. lots of twine that you can use. And so you'll be able to come and we'll just charge per gift and we'll awesome. help you wrap it all so that it's very, all presentable. Cool. Even if you bring your own gift? Even if you bring your own gift. Wow. Oh, here you go, folks. Hey, if you need help gift wrapping, I don't know how. We got you. I don't know how to gift wrap. Yeah. So come on down. What's the what's the address to your? It's 606 Main. 606 Main Street, downtown Vancouver. Don't miss it. It's it's you you won't miss it. Like it's huge outside. It's the kind of brightest window on Main Street. I would say. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I want to mention really quick is that we do have a collective space downstairs and we're starting to open that up for drop-ins okay. and free days. So first Fridays will be a free day. So anyone who needs to use that space to be creative or take meetings or work on your computer and just want to come and hang out with other creative people, first Friday is a free day. Um, and then we're going to be doing drink and draw events on first Friday. And then otherwise, normally it's, we're trying to keep it really affordable so that folks who need that extra space and want to come and use it cool. anytime that we're open, which, um, starting in November will be seven days a week. Wow. Oh, seven days a week. Yeah. 10 to five, you said? 10 to five. 10 to five. Seven the days ambition a week. cannot be matched. The opportunities are abundant <laughs> and the energy is rampant. You heard it to so, the top. So saying it. that, let's, let's open these underbergs. Uh, <laughs> You either like them or you hate them. Everybody hates. I've never had No one really likes them. Oh, you're about that one. I love them. Cheers to everyone. Just raise them up in the middle. Thank you so much and happy Halloween to everyone. Hopefully you guys love them.